0: The Sea of Galilee is uh, not that large of a body of water, but it's large enough, and the way the surrounding hills and winds are, that at times pretty strong winds and uh, pretty big storms can kick up. And if you can imagine being in a, a boat uh, back before GPS and all the rest and Coast Guard, uh, if one of those storms kicked up, it could be a pretty terrifying experience. And that seems to be the situation with Jesus and his disciples, and it says the waves were breaking over the boat and it was starting already filling up. That's not a good sign when your boat is starting to fill with water. Uh, so they were, the disciples were pretty upset, and then they look and there's Jesus asleep on a cushion. And they wake him and say, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Jesus wakes up, rebukes the wind, says to the sea, Quiet, be still. The wind ceased and there was great calm. And they are filled with great awe. And they wonder, who then is this whom even wind and sea obey? They wonder, but we know, don't we? Because we've read the rest of the gospel. And we've heard the first reading, the first reading from Job. And we hear about how it's God who fits sets the limits of the sea. And here Jesus is, doing things that God does. And we know who Jesus is, fully God and fully human, our Savior. Now, over the centuries, Christians had applied this passage to uh, as an image of the church. The church is like the disciples in the boat. And sometimes over the centuries, the church has been hit by some pretty strong storms some pretty big waves, and sometimes it feels like it's taken on water, and we're worried we're going to sink, and it seems like Jesus is asleep. But the good news is, Jesus is not asleep. He says, quiet, be still, and there was great calm. And then he says to the disciples of every age, why are you terrified? Do you not yet have faith? And that's a good message, I think, for us today. Times when we may feel like, is the the church taking on water? Is it getting overwhelmed? Where is Jesus in all this? And it's to remember, the Lord is present. We may be worried, but the Lord knows the final destination for us all. I was thinking about that with our local Church of Lansing, with the Diocese of Lansing, You've been hearing about the realignment of resources mission, and it's caused some of us some concern. What's going to happen? We remember when there was something like this a few years ago, and the result was there were a lot of parishes that closed and merged, and is that what this is all about? Well, we had a meeting of all the priests on Tuesday, and then the next day, all the uh, lay staff were invited to a meeting, and And afterwards I talked with the members of our lay staff who were able to go and I think their sense was the same as mine. I came away feeling very reassured that Jesus is in charge and that we're fortunate that the leadership of this Realignment for Resources for Mission, they're turning to the Lord. They're, They're very much prayer focused and the purpose of what is happening, yes, there will be. Parishes will be grouped together but it's not. Uh, the purpose is not for closing parishes, but the purpose is to share the good news, to proclaim the mission, to make disciples, and it may result in some changes. That happens. But it's. Uh, I was pleased with what I saw on Tuesday, and uh, we'll we'll see what it happens in the future. But I, I encourage you if you're not already, the diocese sends out. I think it was like thirty-five thousand emails about this. Or, well, no, it might. That's how many e- people receive email. It, they re- send out a lot of emails, but it's not thirty-five thousand. So, <laughs> but at times, but anyway. Uh, and, and if you'd like to be informed, certainly, just you can let our parish know or the diocese know that you'd like to be on the email list, and and they'll keep you abreast as the as the developments go forward. And uh, and so that you know, one thing that I learned was uh, with the previous. Uh, Tomorrow's parish, I mean a lot of the parishes that where people lived close to other parishes, as I said, those have already been closed or merged or whatever. Um, now we need the worship sites in order to effectively allow everyone in our diocese to come to Mass. The other thing is it's not going to be something that's going to happen tomorrow. This is going to be a, a, a gradual process and uh, so anyway, that's, that's what I wanted to let you know about that in case you were Wondering what kind of ship we're in, uh, remember Jesus is in the boat, okay? And then the last comment I want to make is today is Father's Day, and we we wish uh, congratulations to all fathers. And I was just thinking about uh, my father, and I was thinking about being in a boat with him. It was not on the Sea of Galilee. It was a much smaller body of water. It was uh, Sheetz's Lake, a little lake near where we lived. And, and when, when I was young, and, and my older brother and my dad went fishing, and he, he was going to take us out in the rowboat, put on our life preservers. But I was terrified. I thought, wait a minute. That water is deep. It's over my head, and you want me to get in this boat? I said, I'll just fish from shore, thank you. But I may had concerns about the boat and the water, but I had trust in my dad, and if he said it was okay, I got in the boat, and I'm here today to tell you about it. <laughs> I think the thing that helped with my father that allowed me to put trust in him is he put trust in God. And one of my things I remember about him, every night before he went to bed, he knelt down and he said his prayers. And that's a beautiful example for all children, is when they see their father at prayer. I'm pleased that our Knights of Columbus have a, Bud, what's that called? Some program. Faith in Action. Okay, sounds good. All right, so anyway, it's, it's a, a, a good program to encourage uh, Uh, All knights, all men in their faith, all fathers...